0: Taking care of a little can be torture, but Lovely Marks makes it easy. With their customizable binkies, I can get all the peace and quiet I want, and my little gets all the humiliation they deserve. If their I-Poop-My-Pants-Binky doesn't do the trick, try a paddle. These ergonomic-handled bamboo paddles provide absolute comfort on one side and absolute discomfort on the other. Your little will break far before this thing does, and the best part, you can get it personalized with laser engraving. Just for newsy-nook listeners, Lovely Marks is offering 10% off your next order. Just use promo code newsybaby at (laughs) lovelymarks.com. Try it today, because your bottom deserves some Lovely Marks. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsy's Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pamps. I'm your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsy's Nook, we take a look at the process of normalizing ABDL in BDSM spaces such as dungeons. This week in Uzi's Nook, I sit down with Sean, the organizer of Queers in Cleveland Kink, aka Quick, a group in Cleveland that caters to queers and more taboo kinks like ABDL. Sean tells me he needed to start Quick because the dungeon he went to did not have a space that catered to his queer and ABDL needs. In this episode, Sean talks about how he convinced the dungeon to host more ABDL events and how people in similar situations can start more ABDL programming at their local dungeon. (laughs) Well, thank you, Sean, for coming to Newsy's Nook. Thank you. So we were talking during Capcom about how you have your own kink organization, Queers in Cleveland Kink, and how you wanted to kind of talk about how, like how do you start an organization from the ground up? Can you talk a little bit how you got uh, Queers in Cleveland started and why, uh, why you needed to start it?
1: Uh, yes, when I started Quick uh, Queers in Cleveland Kink, I... Have was going to a local BDSM dungeon and I was the only gay male there and after much exploration I found that I was doing scenes in front of people who were from a different generation and they were all hetero kinks and a lot of what you and I see on Twitter is a lot different from what was going on in that dungeon on those nights so I decided to create my own organization that branched off from the parent organization because i wanted to do things a lot differently and practice a lot of kinks that you wouldn't see in a strictly hetero environment such as abdl pup play a lot of heavier bondage and even some heavier bdsm but it allowed me to create an open space for people that want to practice some more taboo kinks such as abdl and as you talk like in your prior podcast you know let's let's talk about dark age play you know integrate some of that into things and and make it to where you know abdl doesn't have the label of a pedophile of course furries don't have the label of being in a bestiality because i felt like a lot of people that were coming into the dungeon weren't getting a proper orientation to where they had that knowledge that those kinks are acceptable and they are between consenting adults Let me ask you the question then, do you find that it's
0: important as you get more into these, I'll use your word, taboo, kinks, ABDL, pup play, dark age play. Do you find that it's important to have a queer space versus a hetero space?
1: I would say definitely because I, I know that feeling of being not necessarily not. Told you're welcome, but when you're in a space where you can't find your people, you're not going to feel welcome. So I needed to create that space to where queers could come in and feel welcome. And I wasn't the only gay male sitting there, and I could get more trans, non binary, and everything across the LGBTQIA spectrum inside of that facility on a particular night. And we can practice those kinks that we know and we accept. Let
0: me play devil's advocate for a second. So, for example, in Los Angeles, we have an event called Diaper Active. It's open for everyone, but it's widely advertised for being, you know, a daddy and boy kind of bar event. But straights come. Are you saying that when it comes to dungeons and stuff, should there be a fine line of this is a queer dungeon space? Versus what may be deemed as like a bar event where, you know, yes, it's a gay bar, but anyone can come in.
1: I'm not going to say that we're not going to accept other people, but within just the queer space itself, I've observed the kinks that we practice are going to be a lot different. And I learned that even when I talk to my hetero friends who are kinky of, you know, 14 years that I've known them. They recognize Mister S, hoods as a gay kink, and they're like, "Oh, that is so cool! Let me hop on that kink that was created by gay men."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and we're still creating more kinks. And I think that, you know, even though I would say queer people also gain a lot of kinks, such as you know shibari and general Emily, you know, like impact play too. So there's that intersection, but when I get in hetero spaces, I'm not seeing that type of group, but at the same time, I'm not going to turn you away just because you're straight. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be entirely inclusive. And, you know, if they want to explore some of those queer kinks, I would highly encourage them to show up to the space to, you know, kind of see what that looks like. Right. Cause, cause kinks
0: themselves don't have sexualities. Um, married to them it's mostly the players that are acting them out right like for example there is a kink group here in santa barbara who is very much into like you know dom and sub play but they do it differently right it it, with in this kink group it's mostly all the females are doms and all the males are subs which doesn't work for me because that's not the flavor of ice cream i'm trying to eat so i can Hmm. i can totally see how especially in in certain areas having these definitive spaces where this is a queer kink space and this is a hetero kink space would be beneficial
1: correct yeah i'm definitely here with you on that
0: let's go into you made a comment to me earlier about how you've seen a lot of abdl groups um and they're just abdl groups right like they're just focusing on the abdl aspect but you bring up the nuanced approach of maybe these ABDL groups shouldn't just focus on ABDL. They should be more wide
1: net. Yes. Um, With that, I would say we're seeing a lot of uh, intersectionality in King, especially within the past two years, as I'm sure you've seen, right? So um, I'm finding that in our local dungeon, I didn't even know that we had a, a little space room. Had I known that a long time ago, I would have been like, wow, you're already, you know, you already hopped on that train, but there were all these like branched off ABDL groups that didn't quite understand the origins of ABDL as it pertains to just BDSM in general. And they didn't realize that they were taking a lot of aspects of other power dynamic relationships and other types of bdsm and mixing that into their into their age play and their the way they practice abdl so um with that said i think a lot of abdl could gain a lot of insight from seeing like a master-slave dynamic or a dom-sub dynamic or you know like a pet play dynamic and then take a lot of those aspects and mix them into abdl to make abdl even more enriched and then with that too um abdl is like becoming very mainstream um it's still under criticism but i'm not worried about people like ben shapiro I'm going to be me, and I'm going to be the authentic me, and people like that aren't going to scare me away from being myself. And I think the people that are going to see me for being myself are going to allow us as ABDL in the broader kink community more than ever before.
0: Right, and you're referring to the Ben Sh- Ben Shapiro uh, YouTube video that came out recently where he was he was talking about ABDLs. Are you? Yes. i i I watched that that video i watched that video basically all i got from it was he just doesn't understand what is happening and and for those that don't understand they're gonna have opinions whether they are right or wrong they're just going to have opinions and it's not my battle to pick with them on fighting on their opinions but let me breed devil's advocate for you one more time so let's say i'm an abdl or i'm an organizer of an abdl group yes I may enjoy pup play. I may enjoy rope, and they can they can be sprinkles on this in this dungeon that I've that I've created, the safe space that I've created. But do I need to be so open to it? Why can't I just be an ABDL
1: space that has these other flavors involved? So we do have a local ABDL group mm-hmm. called Leap Lake Erie Age Players that. Um, isn't affiliated directly with the the parent dungeon that we book our venues out of. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those people that are part of that group aren't even aware of the regular dungeon space or that, you know, hey, we have a little space and you can do this on those regular nights where, you know, regular BDSM activities. And we only have like... When i was in the dungeon on a regular night i would only see maybe like three or four abdls at a time maybe if that and they weren't they weren't all queer i mean they might have had like some queer aspects in them but like a lot of the queer abdl just they weren't showing up whereas ever since i started quick now i'm able to get that traffic in so something, right. I knew something was deterring them from coming into that dungeon space. And I right. knew if I created that queer environment with that and that inclusivity, they were going to feel much more welcome.
0: I guess, what do you say to local BDM spaces that don't feel comfortable? And this kind of hinders back to why you created Quick, right? What happens if the, I'm a local ABDL, sp- or I'm a local BDSM space, and I just don't understand abdl that well you know do i need to do i need to create a space specifically for them or could i just kind of what it sounds like rent out my space to abdls i guess what the essence that i'm getting at is it just seems so hands-on to have this is your queer abdl space this is your queer pup space this i guess in my head i'm like can't you just can't you just If you're a space owner, be open to all kinks, but have your specific nights, wouldn't that be easier?
1: Oh, definitely. And I've um, talked to the local ABDL group here about doing a collaboration and doing a theme night because one of our first uh, theme nights was pet play and I got a giant turnout. And part of that turnout was people from that ABDL group. But then I started doing other theme nights and I noticed those people weren't showing up to those theme nights. But then I would do a different theme, and then I would get people from the other theme coming in on these other theme nights. The next thing I know, it's like after doing these different theme nights, I'm getting the same people to show up that went to other events, and they're like, Oh, well, that's interesting. You know, maybe I'll look into that. I already know this place, I'm familiar with it doing, you know, pet play or ABDL. So um, I think with like doing a themed night, with a more like taboo or like lesser known kink, I think um, that's going to create a better opportunity for people to take their kink and then feel welcome and not judged by other people because they realize they can be their authentic self without being judged. No matter what their kink is, I can have a, a person wearing rubber, I can have a person dressed as a pure pup, and then I can have a person dressed and you know onesie and a diaper and have them all in the same space just like admiring each other's kinks and not necessarily having to practice each other's kinks but just being welcoming to each other as an event organizer what piece of advice could you give
0: to space holders right people who who are able to organize these events in in bdsm spaces what advice could you give them to be more open to more to more kinks Right. I think
1: a good way to do that is to just become more secular. I would say, you know, like get on the internet and explore a lot more. Um, I think a lot of these people that have been in kink for a long time, not to say they're not doing it right. They're just not adopting a lot of these newer secular concepts. And they're not like seeing stuff that I would on my Twitter feed versus a lot of people that just are stuck on FetLife all the time and you know what you see kink is like on Instagram versus Twitter versus FetLife versus Tumblr is gonna be a lot different so I think they should like venture out and, and then sort of recognize these other kinks get curious about them and then start looking for people who already have established organizations and these more taboo kinks and reach out to them and say hey you know i would like to have you come on this night and and talk about this specific kink and and i've seen like the parent dungeon um they'll fly people out To come to our dungeon or have people come in and pay them to like talk about a specific event and get a pretty good turnout. And then the people at that dungeon can learn from these other people who are part of these more taboo kinks.
0: So I think you bring up a good idea, right? Have these space holders venture out and see what what other kinks are in our I'll call it our ecosystem within our town right in your case it's Cleveland and stuff is there any other advice I mean I I feel like if I was if I was playing devil's advocate to you if I was in a if I was a space holder I would be like ABDL I don't know I don't see a whole lot a lot of them around right because a lot of these I'll use the word again taboo kinks they're not widely shown right like pups are very easy to find but ABDLs that's a little harder so Mm -hmm. let's say I'm in a BDM space in a, in a metropolis or in a town and you know, I'm hearing, yeah, I hear a need for ABDL spaces, but I don't know any ABDLs in town. Where do I go? If I don't know any, if it's not my kink, how do I find these people?
1: Um, One thing that I did when I first moved to Ohio is I actually use FetLife and Mm -hmm. I found that, you know, putting on that like locator, it was able to look within my area for organizations using specific keywords. So if I typed in like age players into the search bar and a fet life, I was able to see all these different groups and then I could find the organizer and I could reach out to the organizer and, and talk to them that way. Um, that's one way to do it. Um, conve- conventions. Going conventions. to conventions. Yeah do you think yeah. that's why it's so important
0: for abdls to go to these bigger i'll call them bigger brand conventions claw Folsom, door so that these bdsm space organizers can be like oh look at there's an abdl right there let me go ask him a question
1: you think that's why that's important oh certainly i think you know with uh being at capcon you know we had a lot of pet play panels Mm-hmm. and you know and then we opened up i think it was last year we opened up like a middle space and it was like oh what's a middle versus a little and then that got people being curious about what else is out there because they're going through these classes and reading them and like their curiosity can kind of lead them to learn more things at these giant major conventions such as you know claw or Capcom or you know like DomCon, con door alley or you know whatever they want to go to they're going to find all of that and their curiosity can kind of lead them to start asking more questions what happens if i'm an event organizer that i'm
0: still you know i see the abdl i see that they're in a diaper i see that it's not weird but there's still that misconception that's associated with it and i don't know if i want to take on that misassociation what do you tell these space organizers
1: i'm gonna tell them that we're consenting adults that what we're doing has nothing to do with miners we have the mechanisms in place to keep those miners out and the people that come through here are going to properly negotiate their scenes to make sure that whatever they're doing is agreed upon between those two three or hell even a whole orgy of people you know if there's seven people doing abdl and one person is on the outside and they just wanna step into that scene and they weren't invited or they didn't negotiate that scene, I'm not going to um, allow them to enter into that scene or into that negotiation without them kind of understanding that. So that's why uh, a lot of people really need to understand, you know, how do you do scene negotiation, I think is really important
0: let's rewind it a bit because right we were talking we were talking about how you created queers in cleveland kink because the parent organization was like uh, i don't know abdl not feeling it since you've created queers in cleveland kink and you're starting to use this 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 i'll call it a parent company's space what has their reaction been did they see like oh have they turned a page and seen like oh maybe abdl isn't that weird and maybe we can start doing you know more abdl events because you started this organization
1: uh yes and um it kind of took me off guard because when i was oriented to the the parent organization like that we have a little space room and when i was given the orientation they told me if you do anything sexual in this room it's it's going to be pedophilia and i'm like what did you just say like you told me that I'm not allowed to hump a stuffed animal with a vibrator in here by myself <laughs> like without wow. anybody else or I'm not allowed to like have that DDLB or DDLG power dynamic going on in this space. Right. You know, and I kind of understood what he was saying though at the same time. Because I didn't just like lash out at him, I kind of said, "You know what's going through his mind that makes him think that," mm-hmm. and I s- struck up the conversation with them, and and we gave it was me and uh, three other people who are ABDLs. Kind of, I think we did like a, a like a roundtable kink demonstration, and we kind of educated a lot of these older people on ABDL, mm-hmm. and what we talked about was how there's that strictly non-sexual aspect of it, and then there's the sexual aspect. So when I created Quick, I said, let's go off the basis of consent rather than just saying because something sexual is going on, it's pedophilia. Let's say, hey, if somebody's doing a coloring book, maybe it's not appropriate to be like humping a stuffed animal right next to them while they're like doing a coloring book. That would kind of throw you out of headspace, wouldn't it? Right, so i i kind of preached that to to them and explain like the the difference between like the non-sexual version of it versus the sexual version and then when i created quick i i took kind of you know what i'm seeing on twitter of course you and i you know more like the the messing and the wedding mm-hmm. you know that would scare people away and i said you know even though i can't allow messing in that space for the building owners because of, you know, certain compliance with buildings and stuff right. like that. I mm-hmm. said, you know, we can at least have diapers. And I told the building owner, I said, we're going to use it. And I'm going to tell all these kiddos that <laughs> you better be padded correctly or double stuffed or be wearing your um, your plastic covers, you know, to prevent leaks or stuff like that. To so where, you know, we could have more of that just like classical, like DL play as well as we see it, which is like purely sexual in just the DL space. Cause we weren't really seeing that, you know, until like, you know, we're seeing Mr. Christopher, of course, you know, he just, he's taken that all the way. And I'm like, hats off to you for like making it much more acceptable.
0: Let's deep dive into that. Cause you bring up an interesting point and I've experienced, experienced this a little bit too, of, it seems like people are okay. Like once they get over the idea of like an adult wearing a diaper, they're like, okay. And then they kind of seem like, okay, if they're just like acting childish, I'm okay with that. But as soon as you turn on the sexy or turn on the sexual, they have a complete, they're like, no, I'm not like, I can't, can't do it. So what did you do to convince your parent company? Like, okay, we're all consenting adults. We're adults with diapers. We want to get off on them. How did you convince them to do that in
1: that space? I would kind of compare more of the classical like master-slave dynamics or even like a pet play dynamic to them and like, like, okay, well, you can make somebody clean your toilet until it's so clean that they'll lick it. But why are you going to tell me that, you know, we can't have this, like, power dynamics between uh, a daddy and a boy or a, a dummy mommy and a, a little girl or whatever that looks like, you know? And I kind of, like, I would even give, like, scene interactions of kind of, like, what that scene was and, like, what that, like, humiliation might feel like and how, like, that kind of draws on some of those, like, either, like, you know, other other types of power dynamics and like compare them and then you know see through that comparison they'll be more open to understanding it
0: so now so you bring up a good point right to make them understand you kind of gave them something you they already knew and was like we're just adding diapers that's basically all we're doing is we're just adding diapers to
1: this equation
0: that you already are used to
1: Right. Instead of like shoving a a regular gag in your mouth to shut you up, I'm going to put a pacifier in your mouth or I'm going to, you know, put like freaking ghost pepper baby food in your mouth to degrade the shit out of you. (laughs) You know, let's take like the sadistic twist and like put some age play on it. And like that, that's pretty fun. And I think, you know, just like mentioning some of those different scenes that you can do is like going to be keep people like really curious and then they'll start mixing it with other kinks too right and you can end up with some like wonderful things
0: so once you convince them like we're gonna have sexy abdl play in this space did they come out and see it did they have any reactions did they tell you anything after you hosted an event like okay maybe that's cool or were they like nope never again
1: they were actually kind of open to it um And wanted to like explore it a little bit more and i would see like some of these like older DOMs who were in like different dynamics trying to play on the age play dynamic and i've even seen some of them like you know in your fat life probably show your like power dynamics in there and they started adding like little two or like Mm. daddy two wow and they started like playing with it and i was like wow you know we opened it up and then they started mixing these different aspects and i was like this is wonderful and even like one night i went on a regular uh night to the regular parent dungeon mm-hmm. and i noticed like these older people were all age players but they weren't doing age play there but i knew that they were age players
0: they were basically doing it like without a diaper or they were doing the age dynamic. Yeah. It just didn't go that yeah. far.
1: They were doing like a DDLG kind of okay. dynamic in there. And like, just like, like, like screaming, like daddy or like shit like that, like out there. And I'm like, Whoa, I know what this is. And then I'd like talk to him later and they're like, Oh yeah, I know all about ABDL. And I was like, Oh really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it kind of blasts me away. And then we got to having these conversations with, some of these guys and like they started asking me "Is like you know what do you do with some of your guys since you're gay and i i would kind of tell them what i did and they're like oh that's a really i love that idea <laughs> you know what did you tell them oh
0: you could be dirty go ahead i know you want to
1: <laughs> okay how about like taking somebody who's got already in a wet diaper and then you add your, your bondage into that so, you can put them like I did a scene. Um, they put them in the Sega fix in a straight jacket, and then I got the gas mask out. So, then you're like adding the rubber in there. And then we took the the rebreather off of the gas mask and put it in a bag of like used diapers into that. And they were huffing that while getting vibed off to two uh vibrators, the Doxy and the um Hitachi with the vibrator in a plug inside, wearing a wet diaper, wearing a onesie. Geez. Like we just mix that all together. Or like um like a lot of the heavier bondage too. You can like like see like uh the pet play. You can like put them like it was shackles,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like we're like really heavy. Like you're a bad kid, so I'm just gonna like throw you in a, like a padded cell room.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You like put like prison play in there <laughs> or like right? You can really play on that. And they're like, well, their minds are just blown. Yeah, I
0: get. You know what? If there's any space organizers or space holders that are curious about like how do I incorporate ABDL into my space? Honestly, from this conversation with you, it sounds like you can start today just add a diaper.
1: Uh, not necessarily.
0: No, what what would you what would you say needs to be done before that you just add a diaper?
1: So, if if you want to create, you know, what I had to do with with Quick was You have to get on board with the people that are already there. Right. And you can't just outright, you know, lash out them and say, fuck you. We're not pedophiles. I'm like, well, yeah, that sounds great, but that's not going to get the point across to them. You know, how about let's do something more tactful and go up to them and it's like, hey, what do you know about this? And then hear what they know about that and then kind of steer the conversation that way. Well, you know, I know it's this and there's that. And I'm like, well, have you ever considered that it might look like this instead of this? Mm -hmm. And then kind of keep the conversation going from there to the point where I was Mm -hmm. talking to the people that own the building about running out the facility with my organization. And they were nice enough. There was a, a, a person there that... Spent two weeks having phone calls with me to guide me and mentor myself on what it took to get this dungeon space started, and I was like, "This is a lot of work," but I had that guidance from people who've been doing this for twenty years, and I learned share some of a lot guidance? from them. So, some of the guidance was he wrote me um like a six-page um steps to do wow. that with like hyperlinks and everything like laid out exactly what I needed to do to get my business to become a registered LLC. And then how to, you know, register it on the state of Ohio website, you know, how was I I needed to make sure the IEN paperwork, the bank account, you know, the, the square uh, payment processing system, you know, we're trying to get a website going um all the rso checks that need to need to happen and how do you know how do we keep the scene names you know private and how do we like the payment systems the memberships the orientations um so basically if if you're an abdl out
0: there thinking like oh yeah let me just go to a dungeon and start an abdl space it takes a little bit more time and a little more thought process and that you might be beneficial to befriend the the space owner and kind of learn what needs to be done
1: yes and you know be willing to see it through their lens even though you know at first you're not really gonna see eye to eye but you know really just like find that common ground and then build off of that and you're gonna be surprised what you can learn from these people who've been doing this stuff for 20 years
0: are you able to say that when these spaces do i'll say the word adapt to, I'll use your word again, taboo kinks, or kinks that are up and coming, or kinks that are gaining traction on, let's say, Twitter. Do you find that memberships and attendance also increase in these spaces as they adapt to more kinks that aren't so traditional?
1: Yes. I'm gonna say that they're going to adapt when people start collaborating. Um, that's the thing that I did with quick. I didn't just start it from the dungeon space. I made myself known at like my local leather bars. I would go to our Lobo in Columbus and start spreading the word out there. And then like, you know, I'm going to find like a convention space and then I'm going to reach out there and I'm going to try to not just draw traffic from where, what I already have. Cause those people aren't there because that space isn't there. So I need to like do a lot of outreach and do a a, a grassroots kind of act where you're going out in person, presenting yourself, shaking hands and, you know, giving like a, a, a pitch about what you want to see in that space and then welcoming those people and saying, you know, maybe I'm going to do a theme night this night, you know, welcome all your friends. And then I'm going to go in. I'm going to join like, Oh my God, like, what, like sixty different Telegram groups, you know, <laughs> like right, and get in there and start, you know, getting consent from the admins of those groups to push out ads, and then that's how you draw that traffic in is to reach out to those more like niche, like furry or ABDL or pup groups that you know are a local Telegram groups for different kinks and and reach out that way maybe. Let's say I'm in ABDL group and
0: you know i mostly just doing diapers and stuff what do you have any advice for them on how they can also adapt to the times that we're living in that is which we're seeing all these kinks just kind of crossing and melding together
1: let it in and let it happen like and play around and and just because something doesn't work the first time doesn't mean it it If you change it up a little bit, and this is the thing about negotiations, like during a scene or like when you're bringing up a space, like just because something doesn't work right away, don't give up. Like. Keep, keep trying. Keep. Changing things up and eventually something's really going to strike hard that you're going to find everybody's going to love. You know. that you're going to love for yourself and you're going to be like you know if i hadn't explored this avenue i would have never figured this out and that's the same thing with shibari for me i was never into shibari and as soon as i entered that dungeon space and started like i found a mentor in that space i i absolutely fell in love with shibari and then i started mixing it
0: for those uninitiated what is shibari rope bondage rope bondage so you're not you're now creative. mixing it with everything you're like let's mix it with oh, diapers yeah. let's say do you mix it with like pup play and all that stuff too
1: oh definitely you can make a leash out of rope you can make you can make so much stuff out of rope it's macrame mm-hmm. you know you can get really creative with it instead of like you know i can like see this like 600 straight jacket online but i'm like oh i got you know 300 feet of rope Let's, what can I do with that? Let's go. Like, like let's suspend him from the, a tree outside or something in a secluded area. I get, like, super creative with that. This rope is so versatile.
0: Yeah. And especially, you got me thinking, like, if these ABDL groups that are kind of, you know, maybe they're just, you know, I, w- I would like to think that in most of these ABDL spaces, there are already pups. There's There are already rubber, you know, people interested in rubber, right? Like within those spaces, there's already a ecosystem of other kinks happening, but you bring up an interesting point of, or at least I'm thinking of an interesting point of if these ABDL groups said like, Hey, we're going to do a rubber night, or we're going to do a pup night. You're going to get these people who are doing pup play and rubber play already and seeing like, Oh, how interesting there's all these diaper people already doing the kink that i'm interested in right like it's almost like reversing the door open right it's it's now the people who aren't in it into it coming into an abdl space and being like oh cool you can mix and match these things versus the other thing which we were talking which is these traditional kinks opening the door to ABDLs.
1: oh that's that's a good point and honestly i think that would work you'd be surprised how much intersectionality there is or how much people are able to discover because right. like a lot a lot of people i know who are abdl like they're into other kinks and sometimes they'll just play that one kink for like a theme night but then they'll be in a completely different headspace for like another theme night and i think we can get a lot more intersectionality when we when we host events like that like we could do like i don't know maybe abdl group has like um like a bondage like discipline night and you know, like, you know, know, like oh, you got me, me thinking some stuff now. No, you got me <laughs> thinking some things
0: too. Imagine, imagine, yeah. imagine, imagine where the event is. You say bondage, but the diaper is already assumed to be there, right? That's like what—that's mm-hmm. kind of what you're tipping on. Is like you're saying these ABDL groups saying we're gonna host a rope night, but it's already assumed that diapers are gonna be there, right? Where, versus the other way where this is usually where this is usually conversed, where it's like, oh, there's a rope night. Can I wear a diaper? Where in this in this essence, if these diaper groups were saying we're gonna do a rope night, diaper's already, diapers already like included. Or we're gonna do a pup night, diapers yeah. already included. That's such an interesting way of thinking about it.
1: Yeah, and you don't have to like quit following the the script stereotype too. Like fuck capitalism. <laughs> Be creative. Come up with your own shit. Like, like old, like when we first started Kink, I don't I don't know if you know, like we didn't have all these companies making these printed diapers for us. We would make stickers. We we found out how to make this stuff and be creative, right? Mm-hmm. We made our own stuff. And that's how these companies started. You know. So, why not get creative? Like, who says that age play has to involve diapers? Why can't I just wear like little boys' underwears with like Thomas the train on them or something and then be like, oh, I want to humiliate you and give you a wedgie and like hang you from a suspension point and like wedgies? Like, how's that for age play? It's like, a hot fantasy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could, I could like come up with a million other ideas.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Sean. For coming to Newsy Snook and talking about the intersections of kinks and how they can be incorporated into other BDSM spaces.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Sean says if ABDL start using BDSM spaces more that we as a community should start learning more about BDSM etiquette and recognizing red flags. <laughs> All right, kiddos, I wanted to talk about a poll Little Aloe did recently. They asked, what is the hottest diaper combo? Diapers and jeans, diapers and sweats, diapers and shorts, or diapers and jammies. Which one would you pick? Personally, I picked diapers and sweats because I think that's more comfortable, but his followers picked diapers and shorts. Do you agree? All right, kiddos, I'm officially soggy. I gotta go change. See ya. Bye.